Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on. A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. Two, set, pop! So we're together and even just looking at each other right now, I feel like we might cry. I might cry like, right now. <laughs> the way that we just went into this, we're like, wow, this is the beginning of a whole new chapter for the podcast because I'm now officially living in Kansas City. Yeah. And so are you. This yeah. is the first time ever where we're going to be living in the same city for the podcast. And recording the podcast together. Yeah. Like... I, I, we're going to be messing with the sound and everything yeah. for a bit as we get used to how we're going to record together on mm-hmm. different microphones and how we're going to be able to set that up because we've truly never had to do that before. We've always yeah. had our own separate systems. But and we are so excited for it because yeah. now we are going to make pretty much, I think the plan is to make two separate studios, mm-hmm. a studio at my place and a studio, like a recording little studio yeah. at your place mm-hmm. and like have two mics. And so uh, we haven't gotten that far yet because literally I, th- today was my first day of work. Yeah. Like we have a lot to, it's been busy. We've both been really busy. Uh, so right now that we don't think this is what it's going to sound like in the future. But yeah. This is, Hopefully this is okay for yeah, a little bit, but, yeah. but yeah, you guys, we're just so excited. I, it feels like unreal that unreal. we get to, um, record the podcast together, like just now and that yeah. we get to hang out and just be friends in the same city again it's um we're just really proud of ourselves that we did this this whole time even though what makes this even more surreal is that or contributes to the surrealness is that we have been talking every single day we basically facetime twice a week Mm -hmm. ever since we've been apart Mm -hmm. for like two two years two years shit wow you know maybe even over two years but And so now that we're actually together, it's like, I feel like I've been hanging out with you this whole time, but the only thing that's changed is like in person. So it's just crazy. Yeah. So anyways it's, we're so excited we're so excited <laughs> and we're happy that you guys are along the the journey with us in the next chapter of our yeah, podcast <laughs> so on that note welcome back iconics and if you're new to the podcast i'm kayla and i'm bethany and this is standing bts yes yes welcome to another wonderful episode where we get to hang out for about an hour and just talk about bts what a wonderful hour it is too but disclaimer this is an informative fangirl podcast that means that we're going to fan girl laugh and learn a little bit along the way yep that's right this is an explicit podcast though so if you aren't cool with that you can dip out now we won't blame you totally but if you're down for some i'm so excited that it's comeback season yes i can't believe it (laughs) or i really hope dynamite is a retro theme fuck yes hell yeah oh my god that concept i i I mean i feel like namgi totally hinted at it oh yeah (gasps) 
did. Yeah. I even feel like Boy With you know, Boy With Love did a little bit with yeah. that retro diner that mm-hmm. just happened to be one of the sets. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, I hope so too. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're here for that, then you're in the right place. Okay. So since we were apart for the past, like what, week and a half, two weeks? We literally didn't talk for like nine days. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of it was, it was nice in a yeah. way because then it was like once we started to talk again, I was like, I have so much to tell you. Yes, it was, it was cool. Um, but yeah, in that time frame, we both decided that we were going to find a fanfic that we wanted to share on the podcast and come back with a fanfic file. Mm-hmm. So yay, yeah. fanfic files. Yeah, super excited to share my fic with you today. Um, I really think you're going to like it. You're really going to like it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But before we get into today's episode, we want to say thank you, Iconics, for being here and for supporting us. If you'd like to support us even further and have access to our Google Docs, um, as well as some behind-the-scenes pre-recording special bonus episodes on Patreon, Mm -hmm. then you can do that by donating monthly to our Patreon at patreon.com slash standingbts. Or if you'd like, you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash standingbtspodcast. Your support helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out weekly episodes. Any type of support is super appreciated. Thank you for being here. Yeah. And thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks guys so much. Um, our charity of the month of August, we haven't chosen it yet. So mm-hmm. we will let you guys know next week which one we choose to support this month. Mm-hmm. Um, in the meantime, why don't you just throw a donation to Black Lives Matter? Like, yeah. 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 Wow. Do you want to get Yeah. We powered through that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess it's time to share our face. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I'm going to go first okay. this week. Yeah. yeah. Um, let sit me get situation. Yeah, yeah, just sit back and relax. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to share anything about this fic before, except for maybe its title and author. Okay. Yeah. So the title of my fic is called Crash Course, and it is written by Luster Dust on AO3. Okay. Uh, archive of our own. Luster is spelled with two R's, just if you guys want to go look them up. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend you look them up because such incredible writing so this fic i'm actually gonna read verbatim because for once i found a fic that isn't like 30k words for once you you didn't look for a fic that was like chapters and chapters long that takes so long to summarize oh my gosh okay yes i'm so excited for this let's see this one has 2073 words okay and i just didn't know that a short story like this could be so incredible all right you ready mm-hmm. i'm so ready yungi hadn't meant to pick up a new hobby but since he's not teaching summer classes for the first time in years his summer is free when relaying this news to his parents his mother had nearly driven to seoul to kidnap him to come back home for some of his time off He doesn't mind being back in Daegu. He truly enjoys the rest and relaxation, but Yoongi is a workaholic. He doesn't like doing nothing. Ever helpful, his mother had introduced him to the escape of painting, and Yoongi takes to it immediately. Oh my god. Usually he's up to his scalp in thoughts of his students or syllabi, but now for the first time in forever, Yoongi has days to do absolutely nothing. To worry about nothing. Of course, his next year's classes occupy his thoughts, but when he puts that brush onto the canvas, his mind goes perfectly blank. All he can see is the finished goal. 
He sees strokes of blues and grays, whites and reds, purples. He sees the way certain mediums blend together, the way he breathes life onto what was once a white canvas. He truly enjoys the escapism painting offers. Over time, months and months, Jungi is proud to say he's gotten quite good at his hobby. He's grateful for that one summer of freedom to really delve into his new passion he's discovered. Wow. Yeah. It's in early April, next spring, Jungi finds himself in his new apartment in a room solely for his studio where he can work on his class-related things, his music, and his paintings. It's set up nicely with a big view to the outside life of Seoul, glittering lights of buildings, and cars down below making their way through traffic on this Friday night. He puts on his comfiest clothes, turns the radio on, and paints until his fingers cramp. What do you think, Holly? He asks, looking at his baby, maybe a little too slurred with the amount of wine he's consumed. <laughs> his poodle lies on the love seat a few feet away, giving a slow blink and stretch before he turns over and falls back asleep. Yoongi coos at his cuteness Aww. before turning back and examining the image before him. He strayed from abstract and pushed himself to learn and paint more figure studies. He spends a lot of time pouring into YouTube tutorials and books borrowed from the university. He's gotten good, Yoongi thinks, proudly <laughs> staring at his piece. Oh I could gosh. so see Yoongi doing yes. that. Like, thinking that to himself, like, I've gotten good. Yeah. You know? Of course, he still goes wild with color, but it's there on the canvas, the shape of a body folded over, hands outstretched, but an array of pinks and soft yellows. The song he's humming to comes to a soft close before a honey-smooth, low and mesmerizing voice wraps itself around Yoongi like a warm embrace. He's a bit drunk and a bit in love with the DJ of Tete FM. Oh my God, not Tangy! Yeah. Uh, oh my yeah. gosh, yes. Oh, I love this, I oh, love this. Brace yourself. Oh, it's so good. Okay. He glances to his radio and sits on his stool, mixing more colors together sluggishly with a dopey grin on his face. What do you think, Tete? He slurs cutely. Beautiful, the voice says back, making heat zip up through Yungi's body. He sighs dreamily before putting his palate down and chugging the last few sips straight from the wine bottle beside him. Tay-Tay continues, what a beautiful voice, don't you think? That was Joy Crooks, don't let me down. The voice continues, lulling Yungi into a relaxed state. He's found himself absolutely enamored with the mysterious DJ since finding the station by pure luck. Being a professor in music history with different classes on music analysis and music authenticity and performance, Yoongi has a vast appreciation for music of all kind, and Tete FM 6.13 plays so many different genres and artists, he finds himself adapting to the mood each song creates in his art space. He sighs again and closes his eyes when Tete sings softly into the mic. Don't let me down, don't let me down. Aww followed by a sly chuckle, as if the man is carried away with the music. It's endearing. Yoongi is smitten with a man he doesn't even know. Probably straight, though. But that voice. <laughs> Yoongi wants to write music for it. Wants to paint the colors it evokes. Wow. Ah, sorry. Another chuckle. It's too early in my shift for me to be singing like this, right? No. Yoongi shakes his head. <sighs> Like, he's seriously having oh a conversation gosh. with him. But yes. Like, oh, oh, like, I love this. This is amazing. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Tay says, what next? What next? Hmm. Ah, maybe some Frank Sinatra. Hmm. What do you think? 
Yoongi grunts. He's about to pass out at this point, but he doesn't want Tay to stop talking. The gods are on his side as the DJ hums a bit of come fly with me until his voice picks up and it's smooth and steady and he launches into a small tale about how he sang this particular song at a friend's wedding. Yoongi falls asleep promptly after that. Wow. Oh my gosh. I know. <gasps> oh, I, that was beautiful. Also, when they space out the like the paragraphs, they put a little palette, like a paint palette. Wow. Oh, love. Cute touch. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure this is okay? Yoongi asks, thanking his friend he had handed a water bottle as he begins to set up his easel. Jungkook is one of his dearest friends, and he offered the older a chance to sit in one of his classes and paint. We're bringing in a model, Young. It'll be good practice. My students are very kind. Trust me, no one is going to judge your art style. Yoongi nods to that. You're all set, Young. Jungkook smiled brightly before tidying up the room as students filtered in one by one. Yoongi had chosen to sit closest to Jungkook's desk, meaning he had a good, pretty good spot of his view on the model whenever they arrive. Mm-hmm. Jungkook chats with him briefly before he walks around to greet his students, and that's when he walks in. The most gorgeous man Yoongi has ever seen. He thinks maybe he's having a gay crisis because (laughs) he's seen attractive men before, but he's never had such a bodily attraction to their mere existence. This man, however, Yoongi feels himself blush for no damn reason, and he curses internally, lowering his gaze to fiddle with the palette before peeking up again at the stranger. Bad idea. Yunki just about chokes on his spit when the man stands only a few feet from him, gaze focused on Jungkook as the younger talks about poses and begins to undress. Fuck. Oh, oh fuck. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Looking around the room, everyone is composed and professional. But Yoongi nearly squawks when the man meets his gaze and immediately snaps his eyes back to his blank canvas. He feels like his face is on fire and his hand is shaking when he goes to grab a pencil. He slumps farther into his seat and tries to make himself as small as possible, grateful that none of the students here are any of, are any of his own. That would be mortifying. Mm-hmm. He hears Jungkook ramble on about time and poses and yada yada, but Yoongi is still having a mini gay meltdown. <laughs> He looks up again, just over his canvas, and feels his eyes widen when they're immediately met with, well, the model is facing him. Big. Oh my god. <laughs> just says big, period. Big. <laughs> Looking at him. Cool. Great. Hello, everyone. His voice. Oh, fuck. Yoongi knows that voice. Oh. My name is Kim Young. Thank you for allowing me to model for you today. Oh my god! He bows only slightly in his nude state and smiles widely. Please make me pretty. <laughs> Isn't that like the most Young thing That to is the say? most Young thing. Please make me pretty. Wow. That earns a series of amused laughter and chuckles from the students, and Yoongi is still frozen in his seat. That is Tay-Tay. He's sure of it. Also, make him pretty? There is no way, Yoongi thinks, any part of this man could ever be ugly. (laughs) Every part of him is pretty. His curled hair, his brows, his soft eyes, shit, even his teeth are pretty. Mm. And, well, his... He's pretty everywhere. 
Yoongi deeply regrets this. <laughs> he looks up and spends the next hour doing a very, very detailed drawing of Young's eyes. Young smiled at him a total of four times, and Yoongi is sure he suffered some way in his health uh, because of it. Oh that mental tally of yes. how many times he's looked at him. Yes. <laughs> so cute. Um, by the end of the class, Yoongi has a very detailed drawing of Young's face and collarbones. He didn't even touch his paints. Shit. Jungkook had raised several eyebrows in his direction when he, when doing his sweeps of the room during class, and it wasn't until he picked up on the elder's blush and dark glare that he began to send teasing smirks and knowing winks. Oh, he's going to kill Jeon Jungkook. Mm. Later, Yoongi exhales in relief when Taeyang begins to redress, and he starts to pack his <laughs> materials, pouting at the wasted paints he didn't use. He freezes, however, when a voice directly beside him speaks almost too friendly. Wow, my eyes look so pretty here. You're really talented. Wow. Yoongi looks up and watches as Young leans a bit closer to the canvas, looking genuinely impressed. The older suppresses a shiver, feeling oddly like he's the one bear now. He frets about the details of the drawing and scratches his ear. I, sorry, yeah, I'm still learning. Mm. Um, bodies, or, I mean, figures. Poses. Fuck. <laughs> Taeyang looks over at him and... Sorry, wait. that's just so Yoongi. It's so Yoongi. It's so Yoongi. I know, like, I really like how this, this, their personalities are shown in this fan, yeah. fanfic. How they write them. Um, love it, yeah. Taeyang looks over at him and, wait, is, is he checking him out? Yoongi stiffens in his seat, swallowing the nervous knot in his throat. Okay. Okay, wait. Taeyang's lips curve in a, sm- in a smirk and his brows lift and they're smoothed out into a friendly gaze so quickly Yoongi fears he imagined it. You're wow. cute. Yes. Mm-hmm. He is definitely checking him out. Mm-hmm. Not straight. No. <laughs> definitely not. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Yoongi. Come on. Go for it. He does. Lunch, Yoongi says with yes. wide eyes. <laughs> Yes. Before composing himself. He's a 27-year-old man for fuck's sake. He has never, never been so flustered and tongue-tied around someone attractive before. He is calm and collected, damn it. Maybe it's the other factors, though. Maybe it's the way he's been crushing on Tay-Tay's voice for over a year. Or maybe it's because he's embarrassed because he drunkenly talks to Taeyong's radio personality every Friday night. Or maybe it's the way he just stared at the man's flaccid dick for two hours. (laughs) (laughs) That is making him act like some tongue-tied teenager. (laughs) Yoongi clears his throat and slowly stands, gathering his canvas and art bag. Would you, um, like to get some lunch together? You could give me some tips about figure studies. <laughs> His question is just sad. Yoongi realizes, and wow, this is why he never dates. Dating is overrated. <laughs> <laughs> Dayon crosses his arms and, honest to God, giggles. <laughs> Scratch that. Dating is great. Yoongi's in love. <laughs> <laughs> what makes you think I'm an artist? I could just be a model. Gook said that an old student was modeling today. Oh, you're friends with Gookie? Mm. Just colleagues, Yoongi says, seeing the eavesdropping younger flip him off from his desk. <laughs> Taeyang glances at the younger before he tilts his head, sizing Yoongi up again with a bit more interest. You're a professor? Yes, Yoongi nods, wiping his sweaty palms discreetly against his jeans. 
that's hot. He replies with hooded eyes and a low voice, making the older's heart skip and his dick twitch. (laughs) I I, I love it. Okay. I graduated last year, but I definitely would have liked you for a professor, he says suggestively, cutting the airflow from Yoongi's lungs. I'll go to lunch with you, but with one condition. Taehyung takes a closer step and takes the canvas from Yoongi's hands. A perfect gentleman. Thoughtful. Wow. Yoongi thinks he really is in love. Mm -hmm. What's your name? Taehyung smiles at his intelligent reply a bit more shyly, like he's not used to being so forward. And God, it does things to Yoongi's heart. Mm -hmm. He remembers his parents' story about how they fell in love at first sight, and he always thought it was such bullshit. But Yoongi is eating his words right now, he thinks. Because holy shit, he is positively smitten, and there's a whole colony of butterflies going crazy in his tummy right now. Yoongi, he answers, rubbing his neck nervously. Mm. Min Yoongi. Pretty name for a pretty man, Taeyang grins, biting oh. his lips, eyes twinkling. Jungkook snorts from his desk as the two leave. Yoongi sends one more glare to the younger, choosing to ignore the saucy wink he receives in return. <laughs> Jungkook's voice carries as the door closes behind them. Taeyang is back next week, young. Maybe you can get around to finishing the rest of his body then. <laughs> yeah, Yoongi is going to kill him. Damn. Jungkook, so sassy. Yeah. I cannot believe this. Is that the end? That's the end. <gasps> oh my god. Wow. Yeah. That was like such a cute little one-off like yeah. fluff. I Fluff, but you know like. I love the mention of, like, him being, like, Taeyang is naked, mm-hmm. and, like, there's mentions of dicks twitching. Yes. You know, so there's, like, <laughs> there's just, like, little bits. Little of, bits. It's not really smut, but mm-hmm. it's, like, the the sexual attraction is, like, being It's there. It's yeah. The chemistry is really there. I, like, mm-hmm. I love the predicament that Yoongi was put in. I yeah. think that it is hilarious and I love how the author wrote his reaction. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was so well done. I love just like the concept of Yoongi wine drunk painting mm. and hearing this radio voice and talking back to it. Like yeah. how cute. Was this posted recently? Because so I this, feel like it totally came from yeah. like his so painting I'll, lives. I'll read I'll read Lester Dust's notes here because they kind of explain. This is probably littered with errors. I haven't even proofread this LMAO, but Yoongi's Painting Live and Taeyang's Taytay FMV Live have me absolutely feral, and I needed to write an AU stat. Unbated, please forgive errors. Oh my gosh, amazing. They, they, let's see, they wrote this and put it on AO3 on April 24th. Mm of this year wow so like just struck with inspiration but they're actually a good like good writer yes so they were able to write it whereas like me it took me four or six months i love when fanfics come from that i love when i just like real shit that happens that like strikes this like storyline yes that's that's how i felt with that self transition yes i gotta write it oh my gosh the (laughs) the first scene of your fanfic with yoongi painting and getting a little wine drunk and then like falling asleep to Tay Tay FM mm-hmm. singing Frank Sinatra. Like I, I can totally just envision Taeyong doing all of that. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. And I just think he's always loved sharing music with armies. Mm-hmm. Like this has been going on for a while, but it wasn't until recently he like did the Tay Tay FM. Yeah. I also think it's cute that Yoongi also has his own like little radio show that he does. Mm-hmm. So it's something that they have in common and like taking Yoongi's painting and yeah, I, 
loved this fic so much. I was so relieved because I'm like, it's so well written. It's super short and it's like perfect. It's literally perfect. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Such a great job. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad you liked it. I do. We should like switch spots. All right. So my fic is called Soon They Run and it's by Mina Rennie. Uh, the word count is 5,185 words. Mm-hmm. Um, it was published on August 2nd. I actually found it the day that it was published. Wow. Um, so it's brand new. Mm-hmm. And the beginning of this fic was originally written by the author on Twitter as an AU, um, an AU thread in 2019, um, which I think is an interesting little tidbit. It's just the very beginning scene. Um, and they originally wrote the thread as a commission and decided to expand it here on AO3. Um, and honestly, I like this fix so much that I might commission her to, or I might commission them to continue it because it's really good. It's really enjoyable. I think you're really going to like it. I chose this fic because I fell in love with the writing. The descriptions of emotions are so well done. Um, and the storyline really kept me on edge the whole time. Ooh. Um, so as far as the storyline, I summarized the majority of the storyline here. Um, but I do maintain most of the dialogue. Um, most of it's word for word. Um, I have summarized the majority of this though so this is not supposed to be their writing i really encourage you guys to go read this actual fic because it's so good like Mm -hmm. you getting my summary is not going to be as good as reading the actual thing okay Okay. so go give them hits go give them kudos it's really good um but i think i've summarized it pretty well i'm really excited to tell Mm -hmm. you about it so we begin at a mall and it's described as being destroyed and trashed and plundered Everything of value was taken in the first few weeks of the end, but sometimes things of value can be stashed away but never returned for. That's the reason Jimin and Jungkook visit the malls of every city they stop at. Usually they're worth it, but usually they're also filled with zombies. Oh, a zombie! Yeah. yeah. A G Cook zombie. G Cook. And okay. you're, I know we've had a pass with G Cook, okay, but you're really gonna enjoy this G Cook. Um, I really do like G Cook. You now. like G Cook now? Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, so side note um, the type of zombies in this story are your typical, like, Walking Dead style zombie, normal paced, rotting, attracted to sounds and movement, but um, something that I think they added is that they're attracted to human scent also um so they can kind of sniff you out Mm -hmm. um definitely not like the 28 days later rage zombies that like ferociously and horrifyingly sprint at their targets Okay. okay so the end of the mall that they're in is eerily quiet in fact the whole town had been really quiet um they had been able to stay at the same spot in town for a week without any problems and Jimin isn't sure what department store they're in or what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is really too tattered to tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a pretty empty store, mostly picked over, and they hadn't yet found any stashes of supplies. Still, they aren't going to risk searching the other end of the mall because he and Jungkook had snuck by a department store on that side earlier, which was crawling with zombies. Ooh. Jimin is thinking about all of this and assessing the potential of the store's second floor when he's startled by, Jimin! Jungkook calls from across the store. They'd been coming the store in silence for too long, and the sudden sound made Jimin jump. 
fuck you he hisses <laughs> that was loud not as loud as you were last night says an annoyingly smug jungle oh wow i love it yes. i love it <laughs> <laughs> he had called for jimin because he found something of value a display bed it doesn't have a comforter but it still has it still has sheets he grabs a pillow from a nearby display and they climb onto the bed it's surprisingly comfortable jungkook grins and wraps his arms around jimin's waist to pull him closer and kisses the top of his head it's like a date he says oh my god this is a bittersweet moment for both of them they barely knew each other before all of this and only teamed up because they happened to be in close proximity to each other when the world went to shit uh, they were classmates, but they only had one class together, and Jimin wishes that he would have paid more attention to Jungkook before the end. They both lament that they'll never have the conventional dates, restaurants, movies, or even just making out in their bedrooms. Aww. It took months for their bond to deepen into romantic relationship, but Jimin knows he wouldn't trade it for the world. He knows what it's like to lose the world. Wow. Jimin snuggles into Jungkook's chest and replies that this is a little like a date because they're always busy moving. They never have time to just cuddle and kiss. They don't move for a long while, both thinking about what they've lost and about what they've gained. They know that they should get going soon as they cuddle closer instead. Mm. And to me, when I was reading this, like really this moment kind of stresses me out because Mm -hmm. as a reader, it seems like they might drift off into sleep because they're super peaceful, but they're also in this mall that's, like, teeming with zombies, you know? Yeah, like, they're hiding. Yeah. They're running and hiding. Yeah. Um, So they don't move until they hear a crash in the distance, and they know it's time to run. (sighs) They don't make it out. What? Their typical plan when they hear zombies in any large building is to escape through the nearest fire exit. Front doors are easy entrances for zombies, and side exits are usually clear. The only issue, they tend to open up to alleyways. They stumble out of the fire exit and into an alleyway that seems safe. Still hand in hand, they're running towards the open street when they see a zombie wander in, blocking their exit. Two more soon follow. Jimin drops Jungkook's hand and reaches for a piece of rebar that he keeps sticking out of his backpack for quick access. He sees Jungkook pull out his weapon of choice, a a long-handled hammer. God, I really hope there aren't any more outside of this alley, Jungkook mutters, Mm -hmm. and Jimin cracks a smile at the words. We'll have our hands full of it if there are. The forced jokes are second nature by now. (laughs) They nod at each other and simultaneously move forward towards the zombies. Jimin goes for the right, Jungkook for the left, as always. Whoever is finished first will take out the third one in the middle. Jimin's first swing is a direct blow to the zombie's head, although it doesn't take it out, and it does give it a huge gouge on the cheek. Uh, Torn, rotting flesh now hangs down. His second hit goes straight into the crown of its skull. As he hears the sickening crunch of the zombie's skull, he hears Jungkook cry out. He spins around to see Jungkook in the ground with a third zombie on top of him, (gasps) snarling. Oh he had God. successfully taken out his first target, but tripped on its arm while trying to t- while trying to take out the third. Jimin is panicking as he quickly moves towards the zombie. He swings as hard as he can and cracks the zombie over the head, splitting its skull open and throwing it off of Jungkook in one motion. Wow. He hits it again and again and again, over and over. Wow. He's caught up in the panic, even though he knows it's already dead. He freezes when he feels a hand on his wrist. Oh. 
Jimin, Jungkook murmurs, it's gone. We need to get out of here before the rest come for us. We weren't quiet. Oh my gosh, this is like action. I know. <laughs> action fic. I don't think we've had one with quite this much action I know. before. I, and I, I, I mean, I watched The Walking Dead and I've watched like zombie movies. Like I kind of, as far as like kind of scary, whatever, mm-hmm. like that's what I'll kind of get into. Yeah. And so this was interesting to me and I just love their dynamic in this. I love their dynamic. I'm obsessed with their dynamic right mm-hmm. now. And I, I really like this person's... Um, narrative mm-hmm. because I can I feel like I can sense the emotion that's go, that Jimin is feeling oh they write so well they write from like an omniscient sense but also from Jimin's perspective so we yeah. get some of Jungkook's true feelings but it's mostly from Jimin's perspective yeah. and elaborating on his feelings more too but later mm-hmm. on we do get some of Jungkook's perspective also oh, neat. I love um, it when that happens yeah but they, yeah. they just do it so well and yeah. so seamlessly um okay so They run away from the bodies in the alleyway and away from the mall. They sprint to put as much distance between themselves and the mall as they can, and they keep going until they can't hear anything but silence. All they see is overgrown yards filled with weeds, a few lonely zombies too far away from them to be any threat. There are not humans. They rarely see humans. They slow down, but continue to make their way to their current residence. Their current residence is what is in what used to be a small upper-class neighborhood. The house is completely gutted and trashed, but it has one very important attribute, an entirely flat rooftop. When everything started months ago, one of the first things they learned about zombies is that they're exceptional at sniffing out human hiding spaces, but they cannot climb. Because of this, their nighttime refuge has always been houses with flat roofs or trees with strong enough branches to hold them. They sneak into the house and crawl over the huge cabinet that they'd moved to block the stairs. They walk through a room that used to be a child's. It has the easiest roof access. Toys and clothes are strewn about between the dust and trash. Jimin lightly steps over the remnants of a childhood, always feeling weird about tramping over other people's property, even if they were long dead. Jimin climbs out the window and pulls himself onto the roof. He sees their extra things sitting there where they left them, supplies they don't take with them when they go out on a run. He grabs Jungkook's extended hand and helps him onto the roof. It's at this moment when he notices Jungkook is cradling his other arm close to his body. His voice falters and his heartbeat picks up when he asks Jungkook what's wrong. Jungkook extends his arm and they both gasp at the sight. He has a deep gash on his wrist that's torn through the protective layer of of cloth wrapped around his arms. Jungkook doesn't remember it happening. He doesn't know. Is it a scrape from the fall? Perhaps a gouge from a rock? Or did he get bitten? What if it got me? What if... (sighs) Jimin, I can't be up here with you, Jungkook says, panic and terror in his eyes. Jimin feels sick. He could throw up, scream, cry all at once. This fucking world, everything's so damn temporary. He isn't ready to say goodbye. He can't lose the last good thing in the world. Oh my gosh. This is devastating. So that's what Jimin's thinking. And Jungkook, he doesn't want to turn. He's terrified of turning. He doesn't want to go through that. He'd rather die quickly by a gunshot to the head rather than turn into one of those awful monsters. He's scared for his own life, but he's also scared for Jimin's life. He doesn't want to put Jimin in danger. Mm -hmm. 
Um, Jimin forces himself to calm down, taking a breath. Jungkook, you said it yourself. You don't know what caused that wound on your arm. It is obviously a bite, and I'm not going to spend the rest of my life terrified that I might have killed you needlessly. They don't know how long turning takes. They've heard rumors that it takes a few hours, so they don't think that Jungkook would last the night with the bite. Uh, Jungkook suggests restraining him, so Jimin tears up sheets from the child's bedroom and tightly secures Jungkook to a chimney pipe that's on the roof. Jungkook makes Jimin promise that if he gets sick in the night, he has to do it before he turns completely. Wow, so he's just like tied up now. I promise. The words feel like they're pride from his throat when he says it. It's the hardest thing he's ever done. Also, I just, this line made me think of Jimin's promise, you know? Like the song and the pinky. Like, the author didn't add this, but I wish there would have been, like, he holds out his pinky. Like, if that was their thing or something, I would have died. Um, So that's another visual for you. Um, Okay, so Jungkook tries to bring humor into the dark situation by teasing and being suggestive and being suggestive over getting tied up kinky boys Uh jimin mounts jungkook and starts kissing him but only for a moment jungkook stops all of a sudden and says he's not sure it's the best idea considering they don't know how fast turning will happen jimin nods and pulls away sits cross-legged a few feet away he does his best to smile at him and they settle in for the night oh my gosh even jungkook like turning away that and just not even getting to be intimate and the, the unknown of what's to, what's about to happen. Yeah, like how do you even enjoy your time? You know, and that's like on your mind. That's the it has to be the only thing on your mind. Yeah, I think Jungkook really throughout this, he really thinks that he's gonna die too, yeah. and he really doesn't want to put Jimin in that situation, and he doesn't want to leave him alone either. Mm-hmm. Um, but like nobody wants to turn. Like they talk about like that you get sick and everything, and so like. Oh. Um, you know, like it's, it's like just a, ter- it's a terrible dilemma that they're in, but also mm-hmm. like, this is literally the only other person they have left in the world, you know? Wow. Um, okay. It's a long night. They don't sleep, but they barely talk. Jungkook is trying to keep his breath steady, either from the sickness that's setting in or from the anxiety and panic. He isn't ready to die. He and Jimin realized long ago that they can't afford to lose the time they had. Now that it seemed to be running out, he isn't ready. Jimin is equally terrified. He can't lose Jungkook. He has nothing and no one else left. Both of them spend the night silently thinking about their love for the other person and their inability to let go or lose them. By daybreak, they're both exhausted. Jungkook is sore from being restrained, but he doesn't look like an undead creature. Mm. Jimin breaks the silence. How are you feeling? Mm. Like shit. (laughs) Like you're turning? Jungkook shrugs, helpless. Like, I had a really terrible night, and like my arm might be infected, but I don't know. (laughs) Shouldn't something have happened by now if I really was bitten? Jimin tried not to appear too hopeful, but that's exactly what he had been thinking. Surely he would have turned by now, right? (laughs) Jimin decides to untie a nervous Jungkook and then gets to work inspecting the injured arm. He unwraps the old rags to expose the wound. Before he can peel it off all the way, he locks eyes with Jungkook and sees the hope sparkle behind them. The wound is pretty disgusting, oozy, red, and puckered. Telltale signs of infection, but not a zombie bite. 
There's no rotting, no rancid smell, and no signs of the wound spreading. Jungkook isn't turning. Yay! He, f- he feels Jungkook's hand cradle his cheek, and he looks up at his, fuck it, his boyfriend, okay? They yeah. had never said, they had never made it official, but after this, he's like, this is my fucking boyfriend. boyfriend yeah. He looks up at his boyfriend with wide eyes. Jungkook looks a little blurry, and Jimin realize he's, realizes he's crying a bit. I was so scared, Jimin whispers. I didn't want to be alone in this kind of world. I didn't think that I could. Jungkook nods. I know. What a shitty night, huh? (laughs) They both... both, (laughs) It's just like, okay. (laughs) Whatever. Well, both of them dissolve into watery giggles, slightly hysteric due to the stress that they've been through in the past several hours. It felt like it had lasted a lifetime. Mm. Yeah, Jimin agrees and pulls Jungkook into an eager kiss. Okay, and so here's the smut scene, and I'll give you guys, like, the first paragraph as a teaser, and then I'm going to, like, really paraphrase the rest of it, um, because I won't do it justice by summarizing the whole thing. I really don't want to read the whole thing in detail. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want all the details, just go read the fic, okay? Um, Okay, so the first paragraph just because the writing's so good yes. and it doesn't get too okay jungkook responds easily no longer resistant now that they're not afraid of him suddenly turning and harming jimin mm-hmm. he allows jimin to straddle his lap again to lick his mouth and taste his boyfriend jungkook whines softly as jimin pulls back to press a kiss to the corner of his mouth then his cheek he trails his kisses down his jaw into his neck mm. i'm so fucking glad we get the chance to do this again jimin murmurs nipping at soft skin jungkook shivers and nods quickly it's adorable really he's always so eager jimin pops the button of jungkook's pants and starts to make his way down his body jungkook bre- jungkook's breath catches as he realizes what jimin is planning Jimin looks up at him, cocking an eyebrow. This is good, right? And I just have to say, like, yes, we love consent. Yeah, like, yeah. But just, oh, my God. Like, him looking, mm-hmm. and this is good, right? Um, super, super good. I know. And Jungkook says, yes, please, Jimin, it's good. Yeah. Jimin can't help but to let out a small chuckle. So Jimin pleasures Jungkook while making sure to leave his mark on him, biting and sucking on his skin around his stomach and thighs. Wow. Relishing in the fact that Jungkook is still here, alive and he's his afterwards jimin crawls up to cuddle with jungkook both of them smiling both of them so damn in love it's stupid oh my gosh i love this i love that jimin was just like so eager to get on him yeah like i feel that's very jimin he's just so he's so relieved and so happy and he has to live in the moment of we are fucking alive and you are mine you know um after a moment, Jimin gets up and digs through their supplies. He hadn't even taken care of the fucking wound at all yet, okay? <laughs> this is what he's doing. Like, he literally couldn't wait, yeah. you know? Um, he gets a, an old first aid kit and most and a mostly empty bottle of vodka, and they both take a swig before Jimin uses it to uses the rest of it to disinfect Jungkook's wound. Ooh. He finds a tube of liquid gold, aka antibacterial cream, and applies it liberally to the wound. He wraps it up with new gauze and freshly torn rags. He's idly thinking that they'll have to start preparing for winter soon. Sleeping on rooftops won't cut it in the freezing cold. Maybe they ought to travel further south. Jungkook reminds him that they were planning on moving today. This place is getting dangerous now anyways. Jimin convinces him to stay another day or two. There's still useful supplies in this house, and they have enough food to last them. I think he's just like, 
look, you almost died. Like, yeah. you know, let's say let's chill it for just a while longer. Um, Jungkook offers a weak smile, then leans up for a kiss. Thank you, he murmurs, for everything. Jimin wraps his arms around Jungkook's waist and presses his forehead into Jungkook's chest. Don't worry, he assures. We'll get running soon. Just not yet. Soon. Oh. Is that it? That's the end. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. I I really do love G-Cook, and I love their dynamic in this. I think it's incredible because it's just like these... They just happen to, like, come across each other, and then they work so well as a team, which Mm -hmm. I feel like, in reality, like, they just are glued to each other's hips. They're so close. Yeah. Yeah, so it's super easy for me to imagine all this going down. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I cut out so much. Like, there was so much of the the summary that I, so much that I didn't include in the summary Mm -hmm. that really shows more of their interaction, like more of their dynamic that I just felt was so them and just so perfect for like this kind of like post-apocalyptic setting. Like, I really felt like they were such a good team. They were exactly what each Mm -hmm. other needed. And actually something that I didn't include that added like another layer of like pain and emotion to this is that they for a while had been with a third person and they were only with them for a couple weeks but that person had got bit and they had to shoot them and kill them and it was so painful and i mean even though they had only been together for a short while they had still gotten really close i mean wouldn't you you're in a zombie apocalypse like wow uh, so they had to go through that and it was so awful and now they're being faced with it again you know um with their their lover you Mm -hmm. know um Wow. Yeah. And I really love that it started as a Twitter thread. Like, I love that moment of them cuddling in the bed. And it's so, it's just so sweet. It's like a little yeah. slice of heaven and peace in, like, this terrible world, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Wow. That, this was a good fanfic. I'm glad fanfic you files. It. This was a great fanfic file. Yeah, both of ours were really great. <sighs> they were. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I really enjoyed you reading it. Like, yeah, I was, oh, I was so nice, and yeah. I have to summarize. Oh my gosh, but you have, you literally got to Kansas City, like, after 1 a.m. last night. Yeah. You had less than three hours of sleep, went to work, had your first day of work, and then came over here. Right after work. <laughs> to, to, to record. <laughs> On three hours of sleep. Yeah. Yeah, and so, had, I had, I traveled for over... 14 hours yesterday yeah that's fucking crazy i really thought that you were gonna run around want to record tomorrow so yeah i was yeah. just i was super excited for this fic and then mm-hmm. also i was really excited because it's like my first day of work and so i got hyped up even though i'm this morning was really rough <laughs> yeah oh my gosh i just loved your fic so much i'm gonna be too. thinking about yours later like just thinking about that first scene yeah painting the tete fm i love that, I love that. <sighs> yeah it was perfect yeah i'm gonna be thinking about yours too i think i'm gonna have to go read it oh my gosh it's so good yeah yeah yeah, and it's pretty quick. It's a pretty quick read, yeah, too. Yeah. So Also, I just want to say, Lester Dust, you should go and check out their other writings. Yeah. They write a lot of uh, Tegi, mm-hmm. um, but all of their writing is magnificent, and yeah. they have a lot of short stories. So if you're wanting to not invest... And they have really long ones, too. So if you're not really wanting to invest a whole lot, but you want some good writing that has good plot and, you know, all this other stuff, mm-hmm. definitely check cool. them out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Okay, well... Um, we hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, before we wrap it up, we do want to give a special thanks to our supporters on Patreon. 
especially our VIP iconics, um, Eileen, Michelle, and Meg. Um, Thank you guys so much for being our VIP iconics and for supporting us. You guys are so incredible. Um, We really enjoy interacting with you on Twitter. And we seriously love interacting with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's just been so, so wonderful. So thank you guys for supporting us on Patreon, especially Mm -hmm. you three. Um, And yeah, if you guys enjoyed this episode or any of our previous episodes, there's a few ways that you can help us out or let us know. Mm -hmm. Um, You can write a review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. It just means so much to us going through your reviews um, are so special. Um, you can also reach out to us on any of our social medias uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter you can DM us you can also email us let us know what you thought about the episode or you know any episodes that you're catching up on we just love to hear your thoughts and your feedback Um, reach out to us it's the best part of our week when you guys reach out to us yeah definitely reach out to us we love talking to you guys and of course you can find links for all of those things in the description in the description thanks for listening and thanks for standing BTS.